You are listening to Pokemon Rose, a nostalgic look back at the Pokemon series. Take a trip back in time with me. Find your favorite Pokemon Celebi, to make it easier, to the year 2003. Ah, you can almost smell it, can't you? I don't know why, but it smells like Mountain Dew and hair gel to me. Not because I drank Mountain Dew or used hair gel, but that's just kind of the filter over every commercial in my mind. Just that yellowy-green Mountain Dew tinge with spiked and bleached tips all over the place. Uh, I may have a kind of skewed view, I'm not sure. But at any rate, it was a magical time for Pokemon. And the reason is because we got the third generation. That's right, we're heading into the Hoenn games. Sapphire, Ruby, Emerald. A lot of people would say that this is the golden age of Pokemon. And while I don't agree with that, I think gold was the golden age of Pokemon, it was definitely a cool time to be a Pokemon fan. So, it was also a weird time <laughs> to be a Pokemon fan, because Pokemon had kind of had its day in the sun. That sounds weird to say in retrospect now, but for all the Pokemania that I've talked about in the late 90s and early 2000s, Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby came out at a time where it had kind of died down. It wasn't the big thing anymore. It was still big to people who loved it. All the kids who grew up with red and blue and gold and silver like me were excited to know that they were still making Pokemon games. But it was different now. It wasn't in the news all the time. The Pokemon cards weren't as a uh, hot commodity as they were on the playground back when gold and silver came out. Things were kind of changing. It was kind of going into the, the, the back burner a little bit, which again is really weird to say now, but any long-running franchise like Pokemon is going to have its time where it blows up and then it kind of, uh, kind of takes a, a back seat to something else. And uh, there were a lot of something else's in the early 2000s. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I think uh, saw a lot of people uh, go over to Yu-Gi-Oh! because they had almost grown out of Pokemon a little bit, or they were looking for a more mature version of Pokemon, so they went to Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, myself included, by the way. I was certainly uh, included in that group of people. Uh, I think that there was also non-anime uh, kind of things that were coming out, different video games. Harry Potter was huge. So the zeitgeist was kind of changing in 2003. But Pokemon was still a moneymaker, it was still rolling across the globe, uh, taking people's money for all manner of different merchandising. It just wasn't as globally recognized as it was uh, a couple of years prior to this. So Ruby and Sapphire came out in this kind of, in my memory, quieter period for Pokemon, but still had a massive effect on the games, the culture, the history of Pokemon writ large. So it's really interesting for me to look back at this time and think, okay, what was I doing? Was I into this game? And I remember, yes, I really was. I was really into Pokemon Sapphire. That's the version that I had. But it's weird for me because I had gotten a Game Boy Color specifically to play Pokemon Blue. But I had already had a Game Boy Advance when Sapphire and Ruby came out, and I remember it was almost like a second thought, like, oh yeah, the new Pokemon game. It was the first time I remember not being hyped about a release for Pokemon or not thinking about it, but 
then I would go and play it and I would have a lot of fun with it. And it consumed my whole uh, mentality for quite a while after playing it. The way that I got into it was a friend of mine named John. And I'm realizing that between John, Jason, and Josh, a lot of my Pokemon friends all have J names. Uh, but John lived in New Hampshire with me and he was very much into Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh still. He was also a much bigger gamer than I was. He had all of the systems, all the Nintendo systems at that point. Um, he had a lot of games. Uh, I think his parents had a little bit of, little bit of extra dosh, so he used to get all the cool stuff. Um, but he was a great kid, and he would share all that stuff with me. So he had gotten Pokemon Ruby version, uh, I think before I even knew it was out. And he was showing it to me, and I was obviously enthralled because it looked so different. The sprites were different. Everything looked crisper, cleaner. The music was really great. And there were these new Pokemon that I, I kind of couldn't believe. And I don't know if this is just me, but maybe if you, listener, can think back to this time, the Hoenn Pokemon felt decidedly different to me than the Kanto and Johto Pokemon. And I want to look at this from two lenses. The first being the real historical lens, which is the a lot of the Johto Pokemon were kind of cast off ideas from the Kanto Pokemon. So they were already kind of in the hopper when that first uh, generation of games came out. So they kind of felt congruent with the the first 150 Pokemon, especially since Kanto and Johto are kind of looked at as these linked regions and these linked games uh, for just that reason. But there's also the kind of personal reason that they seem different. And I'm not sure if I can quite articulate why, but there was something about almost like they had smoothed edges. Like I look at uh, Torchic, Torchic, the fire starter versus Charmander uh, or Cyndaquil from Kanto and Johto respectively. Something about Torchic feels very different. And I don't know if it's because it's more recognizably an animal or it's because it's way cuter in a more deliberately cute way. But I remember feeling a very important feeling that being a Pokemon fan is no doubt familiar with, which is, oh, I might be drifting away from this. And I don't think I realized what that feeling was when I first played Pokemon Sapphire. But it was kind of the beginning of my disassociation with Pokemon that, of course, would end uh, with subsequent games coming out. But there was a period where I didn't play the new ones, and I played so much of Sapphire, and I had this, this feeling in the back of my mind that it was kind of passing me by, and I think I bought into that a little bit. And it was something about the design of the Pokemon, the look of the world of Hoenn. I, I don't know. It's a really interesting thing for me to ponder, but obviously I felt that feeling back then and looking back on it, it is the feeling of times are changing. I don't know that this game was made for me. I think it was made for a kid who did want to get a Game Boy Advance so that he could play Pokemon Sapphire or a kid who did uh, start playing video games because her older brother showed her Pokemon Ruby, right? I think that it's it's the first time I felt like I was still enjoying it, but it wasn't necessarily meant for me, which is a really important thing in the world of Pokemon itself. 
There's a reason why the world of Pokemon is about 10-year-olds going off on these journeys. It's because the world looks very different to you when you're 10. And I was right around 10 or 11 when Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby came out. And in retrospect, it made me feel like I was kind of going on my own journey to different media, to finding different values important, or thinking that the values that I had learned from the first Pokemon games weren't as important to me. But just like a Pokemon journey in the world of Pokemon, you leave home so that you can come back changed and see what kind of differences you encounter as you traverse this wide and wacky world with your friends. And I think I didn't realize at the time that I was about to embark on that journey after having played the first few Pokemon games. But it's really true. That difference of the Hoenn region, with its different music, its different sprites, its different graphics, its different system, its different Pokemon, the meta of it, which I will get into in future episodes, it changed a lot. And it made me think, okay, it's time for me to look for other things. So I'm going to talk about Sapphire, Ruby, and Emerald pretty fondly because I do have memories of them. But this is kind of a bittersweet era of this show for me because these are really the last games that I remember playing as a kid when they came out. I didn't play Diamond and Pearl when they were released. I heard about Black and White. Uh, I touched X and Y a little bit when it came out. But for the most part, until Sword and Shield came out, I kind of just dipped in intermittently with the Pokemon world. So join me, if you will, in the Hoenn region for the last vestiges of my first-hand account playing these games as they came out. I'm really excited to talk about them. There's a lot of cool stuff that these games did, but I wanted to set the tone of what these next few episodes are going to feel like because it should be decidedly different from my red and blue, gold and silver discussions. And if you, like me, had the same experience, I'd really like to hear from you. When did you kind of drift away from Pokemon? What was it? Why? Did you know that it was happening consciously, or did you realize it after the fact? On that note, let's talk about the Hoenn region. <laughs> 